You're listening to Behind the Impact, the podcast that looks at how the most philanthropic companies on the planet are making impact as told by the very change makers that make it happen. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Behind the Impact. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown, and on this episode, Snejana Jurisic, the Community Growth and Social Impact Team Lead at OutSystems, joins me to talk about how the company is leveraging its community of developers for good. This is a great episode. Sit back and enjoy. Let's get into the show. Snej, welcome to Behind the Impact. Hi, Jeremy. Thanks. Pleasure being here. Thank you so much for jumping on. I'm really, really excited to learn more about your background and learn more about OutSystems and what the company is doing on the social impact front. So before we get into what OutSystems is doing, let's talk a little bit about your background. How did you get into social impact? So um, I, I am someone who believes that everyone has the power to change the world. And that's something that might be you know, changing the one person's life or like impacting uh, on a global scale and um, i think it's just part of my core i have i've been unfortunate to um have a very different let's say childhood from people who live in developed countries by the age of 15 i lived through two wars i was born in, in that back then Yugoslavia now in Serbia um, and um, obviously have to live through all the difficulties that came after that witnessed a lot of suffering or a lot of suffering also um, on my own and with my family so you know, I always wanted to change that and you know make a world a better place make sure no one else suffer the same um, uh, make sure that the world becomes a better place for the future generations so I guess it's just, you know, something that it's embedded in me since I was a, a child. And um, it also becomes part of my professional life. I study psychology, which um, also looking back, I don't work as a psychologist. It's not my vocation, at the moment, but also comes from that part. You want to help people, right? You want to change something. Um, and had opportunity to work for the Human Rights Agency, for UN, uh, Council of Europe, and work uh, on a lot of projects that were really impacting the civil society. But those projects and programs were very robust. They were big, and they were slow. Um, and I think I needed a more tangible impact. And that's why I look to go maybe to a private sector and join out systems. Um, at that time, it was a startup, um, it was dynamic, flexible, and it really showed that it's simply part of the, of the culture. Whenever there is an opportunity to make an impact, to make a difference, we do that. Whether we have a social impact program or not, it's just part of something that we do. And as it's part of me, I really find myself um, at home uh, at our systems because it's really easy to actually be who I am and do that, create that impact that I always um, wanted. Was there a moment in time when you just knew that social impact more specifically in like the corporate sector was something that you wanted to do full time. Definitely. I think it was when um, I realized that at OutSystems, 
I can do that without asking anyone for approval. So it's like I said, it's part of the culture. So um, I could do or, you know, do these kind of things, um, create impact or small things, introduce them into the existing uh, programs, um, just, you know, maybe not adding to the company's profit, not adding to the business value, but you know, adding additional component. Um, and I could do that with everything I did. So I realized that world can function like that. Like we can change a bit by bit um, of the world with everything we do. So yeah, definitely here at Out Systems, it was something that uh, was just natural. Before you, so when you joined Out Systems, did you join specifically for the social impact piece or were you in a different role and then made that transition into kind of owning the social impact efforts of the company? Um, so I joined um, um, as um, leading the community and talent efforts related to our community and social impact didn't exist so I kind of created I become like if anyone speaks about social impact or like diversity and inclusion they're like ah talk to Snake she did she does those kind of things and then uh, bit by bit it actually becomes part of the community efforts so we have a social impact as a part of um, community and developer, developer relations team got it so you were in a different role and then you saw an opportunity to grow social impact, even though it was part of the culture of the company, there wasn't a social impact department or team doing anything at that particular time. Exactly. It didn't exist as a structured program. Uh, it was something that would happen from time to time, like people would do different things. But um, I think that the with me or with my passion and the fact that I really want to do this, we actually made it um, a program and a part of the community efforts. Where did you start? So I, I can imagine, you know, making that transition of focusing on community and then now all of a sudden you're doing community and social impact. Like where did you begin to build a program or a, strategy for the company's social impact? How did you turn that into more of a program? So um, for everyone, anyone who worked um, at a technology company or has experience with developer communities or tech talent knows that retaining tech talent or, or um, reaching out and making sure that these skills are scarce and are in demand. So we know that we need the special efforts to attract developers, to keep developers, to make them happy. So we also very often end up in these conversations of um, what do developers like? Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes it goes to the level where they are considered a different species. So you think about a lot of different things, but actually there are humans just like everyone else. They have their own values um, they like to uh, do things that are aligned with their values and to do things with purpose. Um, and that was like that clicked in my head. I was like, so why don't we make sure that our community also has a place where they can contribute to a better world, where they can use their skills in the service of good. Um, and, and it also came from the community because a lot of times 
time someone would come to us and say, hey, I have this nonprofit, they will really benefit from your product. Or um, like we are doing this, it would be great if we can do something for them, like if it's financial, if it's something like that. So we recognize, you know, and listen to the community and knew it was important for them. Um, and a lot of time, I think it happens to everyone. You really want to help or you want to make a change, but you don't know where to start. Um, so, so we made sure that at least with our community, we have that space where they can contribute if they want, they know where they can come and um, contribute to and create social impact with us. And just so the audience has a little bit more context, what does OutSystems do? OutSystems is a high-performance low-code platform. It allows companies to build software um, in a different, in a better way uh, with um, visual objects integrated with a custom code, but um, actually allowing them to create applications that are equally um, secure, agile, scalable, and powerful. Um, I, I always I like to say that well, OutSystems started in 2001, so it's kind of uh, an old company and it was back then it was ahead of its time with uh, with thinking about applications nowadays applications make part of our life right whatever you do you use some kind of applications for that if you want to order food if you want to go out for a date if you want to fill up the insurance claim like everything works uh, through apps so nowadays um, building them fast uh, with the same power is very important and that's what our systems uh, provides a product uh, for building applications. And one of the thing, one of the reasons why I was really excited to chat with you, and you and I have had a conversation about this in the past, was the community, OutSystems community. Out of curiosity, and I know there's a number of companies out there that either have a community, whether it's a developer community or some other kind of job function or role in terms of the community. They're trying to figure out how to actually mobilize that community to make a difference and make an impact for you and what you are doing and even did at OutSystems when you first started. How did you go about mobilizing the OutSystems community to make an impact? That's a good question. Thinking back, like I said, we recognized that there was um, um, a willingness from the community to do something. And then um, it was with the COVID pandemic that, um, first of all, we as a company, like I said, it happens. We are led by um, our culture that is the, shaped with our small book of few big rules. It's, it's really our culture guide. It has a really simple, uh, practical human rules, which is be helpful, um, challenge the status quo, tackle the small crisis, ask why, and challenge things. So we really, really live by that. And when COVID happened, and when we were told we are staying at home, I remember a couple of us joined on Sunday evening and we created a community COVID response program, like literally in a few hours and published it on Monday and invited our community to be part of it. 
in just five days, we had um, we have a submission of 100 projects from our community um, of applications that can be built with our product that can help people manage different things that at that time was just crazy that something like that happening. And we provided our platform, uh, our community provided ideas, built some of them. And even today, for example, there are some applications that are still live and change how hospital works or how um, mental um, uh, health providers um, are, are dealing with their things. It's just not the person, it's more uh, virtual. Um, so that was an amazing example for us because we knew we are passionate. We knew we have that in our culture. And when we put it out there for the community, they just embrace it. And, and, and really uh, in three months, actually we wanted it to last three months because that's what we uh, thought the the, the the pandemic is going to last, but then we expanded to one year uh, and really built amazing projects with our community. That's where they show us that they're equally passionate. Yeah, that's amazing. So the, the COVID projects that you're talking about, that started, that wasn't really a, like a, a mandate from your executive team or anything like that. That was just a group of individuals out, out system that wanted to do something. You all banded together was over the weekend and then you implemented something that that really made a difference and got your greater community involved that's amazing yes it was a couple of us um that wanted to do that thankfully we are a company that still has very little uh, hierarchical layers so it was very easy to just reach out to ceo and say hey we are thinking of doing this can we count on you um and of course that everyone aligned and like we are in this together, so we have to find a solution to, to some of the problems we have. Um, but yeah, it was it was probably one of the quickest launch programs ever because it really happened on Sunday evening and on Monday morning. We had the program up and running. And how long did it take you to? So you launched on Monday. How long between launch and? The, the, the submissions from the community, how long did it take you to get to that 100 uh, project submission mark? It was just a couple of days or maybe weeks. It was not more than that. Like, because in this kind of crisis situation, usually the most hype is at the beginning, right? There are a lot of ideas. Then they slowly, um, they stop coming, right? Because we get used to the new situation and normalize some things. Uh, but in those first weeks, when we thought that, you know, pandemic is going to be for those two weeks, they sent us home. Um, it, all of the projects were already submitted. And then we have the difficult thing of choosing which one we're actually going to support uh, and making sure that we support them um, technically and build those applications. Yeah, on that note, how did you select the projects? So um, the, it was various um, criterias that we needed. First of all, um, the feasibility of the solution, because of course, everybody, and, and actually something that really can benefit for building an application or building a software for it. And nowadays it's virtually everything, uh, but really something that can bring impact to many people, something that already had a team behind um, uh, to build it fast. Um, something that is going to be a long run, so not something that is going just to be a quick solution. Um, if you're going to invest, let's invest in those that are going to create the most impact. Uh, so that was the rationale behind. And so beyond 
the COVID projects, what, how are nonprofits right now interacting with OutSystems? Like how are they, if, if they need support from OutSystems and, and even the greater community, if they're coming to you, for example, how do they get involved? That's interesting because it's not nonprofit that comes to us because it's very difficult for a nonprofit to actually um, know about these kind of programs. We again count on our community. So we have a lot of partners and customers, they have teams, and we tell them, hey, you already work with nonprofits. You already told us about some nonprofits you wanted to work with. So um, now is the time. And they can actually nominate the nonprofits. And then we go with the same logic. We choose those that are aligned with, uh, with the values, with the, you know, the purpose that we are aiming to achieve. Um, and then we support them. There are also some nonprofits that we have long-term uh, relationships. So they were our um, you know, first choices, obviously. But again, it's really the community that brings this to us. Because... Um, if they're going to support nonprofits, then the best thing is that if they already have a relationship with them, right? Um, and that's usually um, the case. They already over volunteer for for uh, for one of the nonprofits, or someone they know is volunteering, or they know the pain that the, the nonprofit might have, and they just bring it to us, and then we get in contact with them. One thing I want to go back to is you know when we were talking about your transition from focusing on community to focusing on community and social impact what were some of the lessons that you learned about taking on basically a brand new role within OutSystems in addition to doing the current work that you were doing from a community management perspective what are some of the lessons that you learned in that in that world i guess there are two important things. Um, one is understanding where you actually can create the most value and the most impact. Um, so for example, I have some colleagues talk to us and they were like, let's do something about environment. I was like, that's really nice, but it doesn't really make sense. We're a, a, a tech product company. Our carbon print is already very low and we're already doing a lot of things, but that's not in our core, right? That's not what we're good at. We can build an application for an environmental issue that makes sense, but let's think where we can really bring value with the skills and product we have and with our community. So I guess that was one of the lessons that we needed to learn first is where is that sweet spot that we can uh, actually, um, like I said, bring the most value? And the second thing is um, sustainability of uh, what we are going to do. Um, like I said, COVID was the, the community um, COVID response program was excellent because we learned a lot. And one of the things we learned was that things got abandoned. Mm. And um, for example, you want to build an application for a nonprofit. Usually, nonprofits don't have resources, neither financial nor human, to um, have an IT department or you know to manage um, a technical or software. So, giving them a product and giving them a team that's going to build that for them, and then eventually abandon them, and they don't have opportunity. They don't have anyone to maintain or to to, to fix the bugs or to um, make it better. 
is not really a solution, right? right. So um, actually what we do now with our digital volunteers program is while giving and providing our platform, the skills from our community and their time to actually build something. We also train and enable people who work at nonprofits, but also their own volunteers to um, to learn to work without systems and to actually be there to to support the the development if needed. Those are some great lessons, and I and I you know based off of the conversations that I've had with uh, other social impact leaders, there are so many things that they want to do, and there's so many things that their team wants to do. But what's really hard is is what you basically were saying, F- figuring out what you're actually good at and where you can make the most impact. That's not an easy thing to do because there's, you know, I, I feel like the natural instinct for social impact leaders is to want to, you know, to make impact. And that comes in a lot of different flavors. But what's difficult is like honing and being really targeted at what you can actually do. So if somebody came to you and, and simply asked, Nay, you know, there are so many things that my company wants to do. We want to do environmental. We want to do, you know, homelessness. We want to make impacts with youth education. What advice would you have for someone like me who wants to figure out what we're actually good at and where we can make the most impact? Um, I, I I think I have like the right formula that works for me, whether it's like something I want to do personally or like in the team or even for the company, uh, finding the sweet spot of where actually I can contribute the most. So um, I, I think it's important to look at three things. Now, one is a big question, what the world needs, like, you know, what what else like what is there that I can actually do to contribute to the world and I'm not meaning a world as a planet like they're going to create this way it's really like also understanding what is the world you want to impact right is it um, your community is it um, like some geographical orientation is it a certain industry for us without systems we have relationship with nonprofits for a long time and we know that their digital journey might, might be very difficult and we wanted to make a difference there. So our world was helping nonprofits, right? The second thing um, was what are our values? What drives us as, as a company? Uh, we are all driven by values. We all believe in something. And if that, you know, what we do is aligned with them, then that's where the passion comes. That's why you want to do something, even if you are not paid for it, for example. Um, and, and for us, um, how did we realize what's our values? We look at our culture. We look at our a small book of a few big rules. We look at our um, uh, statements from the CEO about Black Lives Matter movement and, and other important um, uh, civil moment, movements. And we realized that, you know, being helpful, challenging the status quo and those kind of values were important for us and where we wanted to, to contribute. And then the third thing is definitely understanding what are your skills, what you are good at. Um, and once again, for us, it was our product, the skills that we have and the community and their passion and their skills. Um, so, you know, when you put all of that together, it actually gives you that sweet spot. Like it just narrows down the, um, uh, the space of the impact or the space where you actually want to work within. Going back to sustainability, more specifically, sustainability of a program, that is not an easy thing to it's 
pretty straightforward to create a program, but to sustain it over a long period of time to really make that impact, that's where the difficult part lives. From your experience with OutSystems programming, what have you found to work when it comes to creating a sustainable social impact program? Like in every um, everything in life, I think building relationships is the core of it. Um, so I can tell you, I know by heart every single nonprofit we work with because I know people that work there. I know what they are doing. Um, we we might not talk for a year now, but like I know when I reach out to Jessica from Strength United, I know you know what they're doing. I know like where she can contribute or help us. Um, what what type of work they're they're uh, passionate about. So and I think it's really important to know on one side your community. That's also one thing, right? We know our community, we are close with them. We understand what their what their passions are. So that's why we were able to create programs where they can contribute. And on the other side, working with nonprofits is also about creating that relationship of trust. Yeah, and, and then that kind of relationships can be sustainable because like I said, even if we don't talk for a year, um, they know they can always reach out for us if they need something but they're still um, equipped to deal with uh, with uh, whatever you know uh, they need to deal with in maintaining their software they're prepared for. Um, so I think that's that's first thing, building relationship, um, trusting each other you know, in that journey. Like we don't sign contract with anyone. Uh, it's like everything is based on trust. Like we are helping you and, and you're helping the rest of the world. Like we don't need contracts for that. Um, and the second thing that I think I already mentioned is like not providing, it's, it's, it's that old one, like not giving them fish, but like teaching them how to catch the fish, right? So uh, really, if, if we know that, for example, nonprofits are struggling with um, digitizing their journey and, and automating their processes, that's because they don't have resources. So what we can do is provide those resources, whether it's a product, whether it's a skill set, but also training um, and making sure that um, they can be self-sustainable with the product we, we, we offer them. It's like giving a, a mobile phone to my grandmother that uh, she used when I'm with her, but the moment I'm gone, she doesn't know what to do with it because she doesn't even know to charge it, right? So it's really about also teaching them, this is the product that you can use, this is the training, and you can actually you know, be um, owning it completely. So that's that's the two important things for me for something for pro like program like social impact to be sustainable relationship trust but also uh, enabling um, those who are benefiting from your program to be um, to own the, the the program as well yeah I feel like you you touched on something that's very important and the word trust and it sounds like you know trust in in out systems world in terms of when it works with nonprofits the trust is built when a you're able to help a nonprofit build something up application for example but also to your point a part of that trust building is also helping them to be sustainable and if you can do those two things and do it well that's where the trust is built that's where those relate those deeper relationships are created exactly exactly perfect 
Okay, one last thing that I want to t go back to, the digital volunteers program. I would love to learn more about what that looks like. So um, I would love to take credits for, for this uh, program, but it actually came from one of our customers, Red Cross uh, from the Netherlands, reach out and they were like, okay, we use your platform and we have a team that is developing and everything, but we could benefit from more people. And as you know, Red Cross, um, like they rely on volunteers, right? So they were telling me like, we have a lot of volunteers that have technical skills and they were actually asking us instead of, I don't know, carrying boxes around, you know, and doing some manual things, what they can do is actually uh, they can volunteer their own skills. Um, so uh, we help them train around 25 volunteers, their own volunteers in our systems. And today they have, I think, 21 out of 25 um, is working with them. So it's still pro bono. They're still volunteering, but they're actually building uh, applications in our systems. And an interesting thing is that they told us that those volunteers bring better ideas or they um, bring better applications because they know what are the pains of the organization. They are volunteers, so they understand how they can improve um, the volunteer management system, for example. Um, so it's actually beneficial uh, for everyone. And then from that example, we're like, okay, why don't we make a program? Because it's really aligned with what we want to do. So let's provide our product to nonprofits for free. Let's invite our community and our partners to help them build that, uh, pro, uh, that uh, software or application. And at the same time, let's train their employees or volunteers again to help them build that applications. Um, and that's how the project started. Like we heard the, 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 that experience, it turned out to work very well. And we're like, okay, so if it works well with them, why we don't try with others. Now we have around eight nonprofits um, that already benefit. This program was launched this year. Um, so we have already eight uh, of them um, that are working with us, doing amazing job um, out there. So we're very happy that we can actually support. And because all of the things that they're telling us, it's like, we are now, we don't need to manage million spreadsheets or do things manually we now can dedicate our time to actually something uh, more meaningful and impactful and so pull, pulling back the curtain a little bit how does the program itself work like when a nonprofit is within the program do they submit projects to OutSystems and then OutSystems then goes to its community for ideas and and work or is it maybe the other way around where the OutSystems community proposes ideas for specific challenges that a nonprofit might have? Yes, it's the OutSystems community. So like I said, we want this to be sustainable. We want that yeah. those who are part of it own it. So that's why coming from, from a community that already is, has relationship with the nonprofit is going to work. Um, and that's so we open at the beginning of year, we open the nomination process where our community could nominate the nonprofit. And we have around 100 and something nominations for the nonprofits. Again, going through that difficult work of uh, selecting the right ones, not the right ones, but you know, the ones that we can actually really 
help and contribute and make the the, the impact um, and then um, they get our product and the partner or like the, the group of people that actually nominated they help them build those applications and we maintain our contact with them make sure that um, we do some kind of promotion because also nonprofits are benefiting from awareness that we bring uh, from their digital journey and so on um, and that's how it works it's very simple in a nutshell. It's like like a bunch of passionate people doing something they love, <laughs> uh, if you put it in simple words. But um, it's always yeah, it always comes from from the community. I mean, for us it makes sense because, like I said, we're a community team, and our job yeah. is being in contact with them. So um, also listening to them and getting their ideas is very important. Yeah, the program is simple, but impactful. And that's what matters at the end of the day. Okay, Sine, last question for you. When it comes to the work that you're doing on the social impact front, what is the most meaningful thing about the work that you do? It's obvious, right? Making a difference. But it's really um, seeing how not that much effort from you like just a couple of hours that you dedicate to something you can actually create something it's very rewarding right you can go to sleep and you think like okay there is that application that might save some lives and i've been part of creating that i think a lot of people uh, you know work for decades without seeing any impact of their work, which I think can be very sad. Like imagine if you constantly do work that you see is making a difference. And even if it's in one person, it, 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 it really, it really uh, matters. So I think it's really like the, the reward that comes from the feeling that you know that what you did made a difference in someone's life. Snay, thank you so much for joining me. I loved learning all about your background and how you got into social impact and all the meaningful work that OutSystems is doing. I, I feel like you have a blueprint that so many companies can use to build out their own programs. So thank you so much for joining me and sharing those insights. Thank you, Jeremy. It was a pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Social Impact World, the exclusive community for social impact leaders. To learn more, go to www.socialimpactworld.com. I'm Jeremy Brown, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Behind the Impact.